0: 5.07. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharad, and we're talking today about how Sabah will be launching a social time bank system this month. Now, this is expected to promote volunteerism. It was actually announced back in May by Sabah Head of State, Tun Juha Mahirudin, uh, who said that this system will allow awards or points in the form of credit hours. So in other words, you log how many hours you'd be volunteering. I presume we, we have it used it, it's not out, but you log the amount of hours you volunteered, you get that credited, you can then exchange it with certain items that are offered. Um, The hope is that this will give a lifetime record to volunteers and encourage more volunteerism
1: among the community. That's interesting that, um, you know, you're trying to find a way to incentivize volunteerism. Seems in some ways a kind of contrast to the attitude that volunteerism should come from a place of altruism, that, you know, you do it selflessly without expectation of a reward. Nevertheless, uh, uh, a a worthy thing, because maybe sometimes what you need is to nudge people in the right direction. So I'm quite excited to talk about this uh, because, firstly...
0: Anything that gets people volunteering is likely to be a good thing. But the other thing to consider is whether or not this addresses the blocks that people have about volunteering. Because I think broadly speaking, many people many people certainly approve of volunteering. Whether or not you see yourself as a volunteer is another thing. But I I feel as if, at least in my circle, the Thing that I hear more often is that people don't have time. It's not that they don't want to volunteer. It's not even that they need to be paid or incentivized to do so. Um, they want to know where they should go, where is a reputable organization that they can volunteer with. They want to know that their time counts for something. But then the big part of it is they just don't have the time to do it consistently.
1: and consistently and consistency, as you put it, you know, really is in fact the issue, right? Because uh, if you're volunteering. Uh, for uh, you know unpacking bags or packing boxes or something it might not really matter but if you volunteer at a home with children then the question of commitment for a, a sub- substantial period really becomes important because you're it's a human thing and you can't just pop in and out of the lives of children for instance
0: so we'd like to hear from you um since sabah will soon be launching a social time bank system um that essentially allows people to get credit hours and then that can be exchanged for certain items. Um, we want to know, in general, do you volunteer anywhere? And what do you think would be an effective way to get more people to volunteer? That number to call is 7773 2900. Send a voice note or WhatsApp 18 789 Tweet us at BFM Radio. After this, we'll be joined by Justin Chia, who is the Marketing Director at Kachara Soup Kitchen Keep it here, BFM 89.9. Banish Feudal Mentality, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.11 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharad. We are talking today about a system that Saba hopes to launch soon, uh, which will allow awards or points in the form of credit volunteer hours um, to be given. And then that could then be exchanged with items or, you know, it, it depends, it remains to be seen how it's going to be used. But we thought that this is an in- interesting initiative to encourage volunteering. And we're asking you, do you volunteer anywhere? What do you think would be an effective way to get more people to volunteer. That number to call, 7773 send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Joining us now, we have Justin Chia, Marketing Director at Kachara Soup Kitchen. Justin, thanks for speaking with us today. Now, before we talk about this idea, I was hoping we can lay some groundwork first. What typically draws people to volunteering?
2: Well, uh, people generally want to contribute because of their good heart. And also, um, what more it is when it coincides with some of their free time. So that kind of like uh, really, it's a, it's a win-win situation. They can, you know, spend some time meaningfully. So uh, I would say generally Malaysians are really kind people. And you can look at the examples of previous disasters and whatnot. And uh, for ourselves in Kajara Sook Kitchen Society, we have always been uh, getting a lot of volunteers' inquiries and they've been coming in uh, day in day out, rain or shine.
1: Justin, uh, what are some of the challenges with sustaining consistent volunteer
2: work? Well getting sustain I mean sorry, uh, getting committed volunteers is not easy. Um, Well um, from our side it's always about prepping them about our vision and the mission that needs to be done uh, so that um, they are aware and we are in line together with the cause that we are fighting for. Like, for example, recently we are uh, educating the Orang Asli children, right? So, well, we we have been uh, prepping our volunteers and they feel really inspired in doing that. And we've seen good results of them keep on you know, uh, coming and and wanting to do the same thing. Uh, same goes to the food bank deliveries that we we. We have asked our volunteers to come over and you know help us to rescue some uh, surplus food or deliver to the families that we already registered. So far, we have been getting those. Um, yeah, then you, you can say sometimes people when, when they are not free, when they are away for weekends, it's, then it's a challenge for us. But then again, if we have more people coming together, then we can actually rotate them around. So the the challenge here is like to make sure that we can properly organize this activity so that everybody gets to do something and and also to, at the same time, keeping them inspired and well-informed about our vision and mission and the activities that's coming up so that everyone um, uh, really can, can come forward and contribute without, you know, having to think about their time or what is this all about or is it even okay for them to come, you know.
0: And what did you think then of this Social Time Bank initiative?
2: I feel it is great uh, because, well, we, we all know maybe in Sabah, uh, especially in KK, the transportation could be a problem, you know, the, the public transport system could be a problem there. And it's not so easy for people to get, uh, go around. And also because of the, um, you know, when when you are organising an activity as an NGO, you, you need uh, people to come to you, right? So people uh, generally who will be coming only during their free time and off hours, then uh, it's a bit of challenge that would mean you only can uh, conduct it during the weekends. What about weekdays? Weekdays, there might be some people who out there who are actually you know working on a very flexible timing. That could work for those uh, in this category. Uh, What I mean here is like maybe they can sort in some time just to help out with certain uh, activities that is required. Uh, Like, for example, uh, you need to help someone uh, during the weekdays, uh, bring them somewhere to the government office to apply for welfare aid, for example, because why? That doesn't happen on weekends. You need people to help. Uh, with some logistic works so those sort of things it could only be nice it will only be nice if an NGO are able to supplement a little bit of stipend or allowances if you like uh, to compensate on the time spent or even money invested in the patrol and time you know uh, it's only nice for that but then again yeah, it's, it's also uh, a chicken and egg situation because some, sometimes some NGOs cannot afford uh, that sort of money. Imagine you have 50 old people coming asking uh, if they are you know, offering the help, then it could be a problem for the NGO.
1: So besides payment, what would be a meaningful incentive uh, for you and what would it look like?
2: Well, I think besides monetary, uh, if there's something that is, let's say, you have a food parcel or a voucher or a discount voucher, that could work. You know, I mean, you can work with some uh big companies that might be able to offer some certain discounts for uh people who comes in to volunteer their time. That could work. That could be an attractive. I I would probably think this is just something. Nice to return to them, you know. Even if myself as a volunteer, I will not be uh so-called uh cajoled to this activity if I don't really personally resonate well with, even though they are giving me some certain amount of money or even uh, a voucher for some nice dinner, you know. So in the end of the day, the person comes in because of your um cause that, that you are fighting for. So for me, if um it it can this sort of so called offer to volunteers to come, or to to uh, encourage them to come, could only work if uh if the cause they are fighting for is actually resonate well with them. You know the rest are just some icing on the cake. Uh, or just something supplementary, like, uh, oh, okay, oh, since they're offering this in, uh, I personally, I will come as well, or I will bring my friends along. You know, those, those kind of things. Maybe petrol voucher, I'm not too sure. But how many people can afford that is another question altogether.
0: So because in this case, it looks as if there will be some sort of exchange or return taking place, is this still considered volunteer work? And, you know, frankly, does that even matter?
2: Well, I would say as long as you are doing it from your heart and you are going there to offer some free services, that it can be considered as volunteering. Whatever a non-profit or a community group is actually offering you, this is another question altogether. There's another subject to discuss or whether, oh, is it monetary? Then would you be even considered as a volunteer then? You know, are you a paid staff or are you a part-timer? Um, but from my point of view, here is like it's only nice for a certain group who is is actually organizing some some activity here. Uh, be giving them uh, some a token of appreciation, if you like. Uh, that that could mean is 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 something really nice from the heart from from you know in appreciation of your or uh, you coming here to volunteer. So I think that is fine. You know, uh, as long as we come out. And provide some form of help, and it is meaningful, and it's something related to community. Then it's fine.
1: Now, Justin, off air, you spoke to us about finding ways for this initiative to uh, help create long-term volunteers. Now, drawing from your own experience, what are some of the ways to keep volunteers motivated and in for the long haul?
2: Well, um, it's important to let the volunteers understand what we are fighting for here as an uh, NGO or non-profit. Um, that itself uh, could be the uh what you call it, the final jigsaw on the puzzle where they will come in more often to help you. We have uh volunteers who have been with us for more than 15 years or 12 years even, you know, uh simply because they understand it. And then uh the what you call it, the synergy, the group, you know, the friends that are making, they are all coming. So it's not just about uh offering your services here but it's also about um mingling around and are you uh are you you know are you feeling happy volunteering here or or when there's many people who are coming together there could be some politics. you know i'm not talking about the <clears throat> the they call that, uh, national or government politics? But here it's like human politics rather. Uh, that that could also be one of the uh uh what do you call that? One, one of the conditions that this person might stay or not, and whether they are happy doing it in the first place. You know, uh, we have some volunteers who came in without really knowing what we are doing, but after they got to know us better, they uh their hearts swung or their heads turned then they they want to contribute more of their time or even uh, they set their main priority as coming here to volunteer as the main priority rather than a, a birthday party or a wedding dinner.
0: So do you think it would be possible for private and public companies to find a middle ground to better support employees who want to do this without affecting work?
2: Ah, okay, it's a good question um, because there are some companies out there who are actually providing volunteering time for its employees. Uh, meaning to say uh, the employee uh, can actually volunteer certain hours in the non-profit that um, uh, the, the corporate would know uh, that uh, they are coming in to volunteer at least two days, I, if I can remember correctly. There are some companies who actually provide all this uh, so-called incentives if you can go and volunteer somewhere then you can get a replacement leave you know that that sort of uh, thing but uh, i don't think they are paying them uh, to do it but by virtue of granting and a replacement uh, day off uh, it's it's actually a paid leave right so yeah that sort of encouragement could Will be the uh um, what you call that the turning point for people to come in to volunteer more, and uh, moreover, um, um, in Malaysia itself, there are uh, groups out there or or companies are actually required to do their CSR. So in this way, uh, the CSR can be arranged in, on a weekday instead of a weekend because uh, most people find more time uh available to them during weekends, right? But uh. In actual fact or in reality, NGOs like us require more help during the weekdays because why? If there's no volunteer, that would mean we as a staff would have to do it ourselves. So um that that says it all, right? Uh, so we, we kind of like want to um echo this out to the public where companies who can actually or who are actually interested to do something uh, for the community it may well be best suited on a weekday.
1: Now, lastly, how can we create a culture of volunteerism in our community? And who, do, in your mind, Justin, is responsible for fostering that?
2: Okay, for Malaysia, we have a good synergy here for people who are actually volunteering. In fact, uh, last year, we have like almost close to 6,000 people coming to volunteer at our Soup Kitchen Food Bank and Empowerment Programs. Um, this is because of some groups, uh, CSR activities and also student groups uh, initiated uh, community service, which is required by the uh, learning institution themselves. So this is one good way of doing it. Uh, depending on the individual, uh, if they are attached to a particular company who organise this, uh, if uh, there's uh, some students who are actually coming uh, because of the instruction of the school, Then, yeah, this is one way to govern them, Uh, let's say initiating it. The university can initiate, if you are talking from the higher level, probably the Ministry of Youth and Sports. Um, Because as of now, I I don't recall if there's any, uh, what do you call that, uh, uh, Ministry that is actually in charge of people volunteering. Uh, The only thing I can think of for now, because mainly who are coming to volunteer are actually youth and also working adults, then I probably think it is under the youth uh, uh, category. So meaning maybe from 18 and above until 45 years old, these are the people who are actually coming here more frequent compared to others such as retiree. So if you're talking about retiree who wishes to come and volunteer, then uh, whether this falls under what ministry, I don't really know, but um, it's a good way to start something new or at least uh, some town council or a local community can organize its own uh, so-called uh, association, like a volunteers group. You know, I've seen in social media, there are some groups uh, formed by it themselves um, to do something good. You know? uh, uh, we had in the past, some groups who are actually involved in cycling, they came here to do some volunteering work, then half of them ended up staying here to do Uh, community well because they don't feel like cycling every day you know so those sort of things and um, i feel if you're talking about who is ideally in charge of this i feel probably still goes to the ministry of youth and sport and probably a new department called and community
0: Justin, thank you for speaking with us today. That was Justin Chia, Marketing Director at Kachara Soup Kitchen, discussing how to get more people to volunteer, um, to encourage that. And this is because Saba is developing a social time bank system that they're going to launch sometime this month. So we thought it was a good opportunity to discuss it. Let us know, do you volunteer anywhere? And what do you think would be an effective way to get more people to volunteer? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp 018. 888-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. So Legion firstly says um, one way to encourage and maintain volunteers is to match their skills and knowledge to the activities. For
1: example, uh, retired maths or English teachers can teach classes for the marginalised. Yeah, I think Legion, that's a really great idea, and I've seen that in action myself. Uh, having and I'm, this is not a boast, and I'm not expecting to collect any karmic points on this, uh, but I did do some volunteer work on us at university and there would seem to be two groups. Uh, those of us who were at um, university or polytechnic uh, and then those who were retired and they came specifically with a, the world's who were retired they came with sp- specific skill sets uh, including retired teachers.
0: Yes, uh, I, I think that this is a good way but this also assumes that there's going to be some sort of centralised um, aspect to it. In other words, that you can say somewhere um, that, that you are doing this unless it's dependent on individuals seeking out volunteering posts that are based on their skill sets. Um, And, you know, the other thing is also skill sets might not reflect interests. So there are a few different things to consider here. Anon, meanwhile, says, I feel like some volunteering programs are like performative activism, which doesn't have good or real impact to the causes they're fighting for.
1: Yeah, I guess, Anon, if you mean by uh, performative activism, this... um, Sort of uh, is like virtue signaling, I guess, is what you're kind of referring to. Uh, the word, in fact, performative has become so become a pejorative term now, you know, I suggest insincerity or uh, just uh, the show of it, or the, you know. Um, I that may be, but I, you know, personally, I'm I wouldn't be too worried about uh, individual uh, motivations uh, if the impact is real, uh, however, somebody is. Uh, maybe not such an important issue. Well, actually, I think that this speaks to the
0: importance of people finding organisations or programmes that actually do resonate with them, which is something our guest spoke about quite a lot. I I will say, Anon, um, that my only concern is that sometimes I think people use this legitimate worry as a reason to not volunteer anywhere. Um, You know, it's like, well... Every you know, it's all like this. I can't find someone genuine. I can't find a genuine program, and that, I think it gets a little bit difficult. So maybe trying different things out might be a way of getting around that. Anyways, uh, keep those thoughts coming. How how can we encourage more people to volunteer? Do you volunteer anywhere that you'd like to share? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Begin fun moments. It is 5.37 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherrod. We have been talking today about how to encourage volunteerism and also asking you whether you volunteer and what do you think would help to get more people to consider doing it. That number to call, double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp, 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Let's start with a voice note that came in from Johnny.
1: Hello BFM. Uh, I think volunteerism is a good action. How to learn about selflessness? We have been talking a lot about selflessness, and when we volunteer, it's a kind of action instead of just mere uh, talking. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Johnny. Yes, I, I think that's a very strong argument in favor of um, what how it can benefit people, right?
1: Yeah, and you know, often we we live in a culture that. Uh, directs us towards our interests and our needs more than th- those of the others. But, and I'm wondering, in some ways, the voluntarism comes out of a kind of middle class society, whereas if you look at traditional societies, you know, their entire lives are the fabric of their lives is community driven.
0: Yeah, um, that actually has a lot to do with it. We are increasingly segmented, um, where also everybody is running their own private rat race. So there, there are a lot of different things that go into that. V says, I volunteered in some organisation events uh, from local TEDx to uh, Georgetown Festival. Also, by the way, they're recruiting. Um, I suppose what gets me to sustain the participation is the vision or outcome Uh, that you resonate with the organization or else you would join as a one-off and just forget about it. Yes, time is a factor, but I guess if you're motivated, you would pull off your time for it just like you would for sustaining a hobby.
1: Yeah, I think there are different types of things that you can volunteer. Some are one-offs and they could be wonderful and impactful for that. uh, And then some are sustained, right? So... I, I volunteered um, regularly for a
0: few years, um, but it happened at a very particular time in my life when I had, frankly, more time. And um, and I look back at that period and I miss it. I, I really did like what I was doing. I was working with an animal shelter. So it was all sorts of, you know, cleaning the place, bathing the dogs, giving medicine to the cats and, you know, kind of just uh, risking... Clipping, the, clipping ri- the nails? No, I was risking my fingers with everything. You know, you're just shoving pills down like needle mouths. Anyway, um, I, I really enjoyed doing it. But it was one day out of every week. And I, I found that as life became more stressful and my job became more stressful, I couldn't find it in me anymore to give that time. And I, I regret that. I don't know how to negotiate that balance. Would
1: you go back after retirement?
0: See, I don't want to do that because why am I waiting so long? I, I, I would like to be able to carve out time right now, but I just... I don't know. I haven't found it yet. Legion says, "I think parents' attitudes towards volunteering plays an important role in shaping our attitudes." I remember some classmates who were pulled out from volunteering by parents who wanted them to concentrate on academic excellence. They viewed volunteer- volunteering as a complete waste of time.
1: Interesting. I, You know, I have uh, two very strong parents, uh, but I only see, I think about it, I think my father was the one person who did a lot of voluntary work uh, uh, for the Narana mission in Singapore, you know, and um, yeah, though... I, I agree, you know, uh, parents are a model for you in terms of the kind of things you think are important.
0: And, you know, the thing about um, people getting pulled out of it because they are told you should focus on your studies. I think that that's a very real thing, partly because we don't have the same model as you do in, um, say, the US, where when you're writing your college essay, suddenly all these other things become important. And, you know, there are all sorts of arguments as to maybe we shouldn't view volunteering just as a stepping stone to be seen as a good way well-rounded person in a CV, but that is maybe the argument you can make to people who are driven by academic excellence or in being able to put things down on paper. Sharif says some unis have a subject, community engagement, which, quote-unquote, forces students to volunteer.
1: Yeah, again, it's an incentive, right? By, by saying that the college takes this seriously, uh, it gives it value, so yes, it's, you're kind of forced by the system, but it, in a way it's good.
0: Uh, meanwhile, Ho says, I am a volunteer teacher at a Sunday school. I've been teaching for more than 20 years and it is a joy to be with the children. So we, ha- we haven't talked about the religious component, but um, Sunday schools, temples, mosques, all sorts of religious drives um, do have regular volunteering aspects to them. And um, and you see that happen all the time, actually.
1: Yeah, I think it's because so much of it is embedded in community and building community. And So uh, you're building the community, but you're also building congrega- congregation and you know so on and so forth. So, uh, yes, and I think uh, religions throughout history have been uh, a real source for deploying and mobilizing energies.
0: Rajesh says Epic Homes helps identify orang-asli people in dire need of a home and get volunteers to build one over three days it's a tr- transformative experience for both the home receivers and those who take part in building the home
1: Remember, they actually had an office in the pre- building that uh, um, BFM was previously in wasn't well, it well we've interviewed them several times actually about their work they and, were and a couple of floors down from us
0: they might have been yes um, but yeah I mean I, I think that that's a very good shout out Rajesh actually did you build a home um, you know or is their work just something that interests you let us know Uh, closing off we have John Denver who says I have been a volunteer cardiopulmonary perfusion technologist and I continue to offer my services it is the control and run of the heart lung bypass equipment and other allied equipment during open heart surgery wow fascinating right I didn't know this was something you could volunteer to do
1: uh, yeah, and, and, uh, and so technically, uh, it's kind of specific in its in its skill set, right?
0: Which actually goes back to what we heard from Legion earlier about volunteering being aligned with skill sets and interests. But yeah, uh, anyways, keep those thoughts coming. Have you volunteered anywhere? Um, what do you think would be an effective way to get more people interested in volunteering? Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio.